Hello and welcome back, human beings, to Being Human is Weird. Today, Abby and I are doing a check-in with each other, and we are excited that you're here with us. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for being on this ever-evolving journey of wellness with us. Music. So Abby, a couple weeks ago, you and I set some goals. Abby was focusing on getting into bed by 10.15 and out of bed by 6.30 in the morning. And I <laughs> was focused on experimenting with a bedtime routine. So setting aside an hour before bed um, each night to just kind of see what routine really worked for me, what helped my wind me down. Abby, how did your 10.15 to 6.30 bed schedule go? I sound like a broken record here, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did for a few days. I got in bed by 10 15, 10 20. And then I was on my phone a little bit and I read a little bit. Um, but I was okay with both of those things. The rule was to be in bed by that time. Um, and then getting up at 6 30, again, I did it a few times. Then the weekend hit and I was busy, stayed up late. And so I didn't get out of bed at 6.30. Uh, the days that I did, I really could notice a difference. Was your mind quieter or just what did you notice? Yes, so I've spoken the past about waking up. I wake up before my alarm almost every day and then the alarm goes off and that's when I get more tired and I'm ready for sleep again. But if I don't go back to sleep, I lay there and I start just thinking, creating scenarios and just, I don't get out of bed. By getting up when my alarm goes off, I cut out the chances of that even happening. The procrastination stops before it starts, which is really nice. And I get up and I go, I change for whatever movement I'm going to do. Um, most mornings it's going, just going outside. By exercising first thing, then I get back to the house and I just feel better. So it's just kind of a chain reaction of feel good things. Um, so it's been setting me up for a better day. I have more accomplished before noon than I normally would before 5 p.m. Okay, so noticing a lot of different benefits. And is this something you're going to continue to keep in mind like as a goal? Or is this something you want to modify, let go of? What are you feeling going forward? Thanks for asking that. I want to keep it, but I think... I want to let go of the rigidity. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. How rigid the timing is. If I'm in bed around that time and if I'm up around 6.30, I think that's great. My concern is I don't fall asleep till midnight, we'll say, and then I'm awake at 6. Then it turns into, okay, well, that's not enough sleep. Mm -hmm. So I want it to be a little bit more fluid and once I have that nailed down and it becomes more regular and comfortable, then I'll adjust. Okay. Allowing more of a window than a set time. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, life happens. We have to be a little bit flexible. And it also sounds like some of that rigidity is occurring in your mind. That's you beating up on yourself or coming down on yourself hard. Is there any kind of change or awareness that you want to bring to that aspect of this habit? You nailed it. I It becomes almost like it was a failure. And I thought that I had, and I have gotten out away from that type of thinking, but it comes back. 
it is like a, well, I said 1015 and it's 1017. So I couldn't even do that. I have been beating myself up. If I set these quote unquote rules that shouldn't be rules and don't need to be rules. But if I don't follow these made up rules, (laughs) then I'm mad at myself. And that kind of defeats the entire purpose of what I'm trying to accomplish. So to answer your question, yes, I think if If it's more of a window of time and I don't pay attention to specifics, it will be better for me. I don't know where these perfectionist tendencies are coming from, but (laughs) I hate it. it. Uh Uh-huh. It happens. (laughs) I'm with you. Um, And we're going to dive into this a little bit later, but Mel Robbins also talks about how the first step to letting go of not doing something is to forgive yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's good to keep that awareness front and center. So speaking of awareness, Carrie, you Mm -hmm. mentioned putting in another gua sha or face yoga routine as well as stretching kind of based on how you're feeling that day. How did that stuff go? So it was not every day for me either by any stretch, but it was really beneficial to have that openness like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was just setting aside the time. What happened in that time was very much up for experimentation. I think the first night I did some stretching and then I did gua sha, face yoga, just kind of relaxing. And then I think that first night I was so relaxed and tired from that. It was only 30, 40 minutes. And then I went to bed. Like I didn't need that full hour. I was tired. Other nights I spent reading, definitely still with the stretching. The stretching right before bed just feels so good. Mm -hmm. And so it all feels good. It really just depended on the day what was working out best for me. And so if this is something people are interested in, it's less about the exact routine or what you need to be doing right before bed. For me, it was more about, I know I have this full hour. I'm gifting myself this hour to do whatever feels good before I put this day away and get into bed. And that's what felt so good. Gifting yourself that hour. Is that something that you're planning to continue? I don't think I need a full hour now that I have done it a few times, but I think that having that the last week and a half has been really beneficial to allow that play. I would say 45 minutes is probably closer. So from 9.15 to 10, my only focus is winding down and relaxing here. Something that I didn't mention, but that was really beneficial was journaling right at the end. I am a daytime journaler. I'm not an evening journaler typically. And I found that journaling right before bed was really nice to get out everything else that was still on my mind and to also look back at my day, it was a great time to express gratitude for whatever I had done that day for whatever I had experienced that day. So it just put me to bed like in a good mood. I love that it's just about the time commitment to yourself. Learning to identify what you need that day is also a great skill rather than writing up earlier in the day, this is what I'm going to do tonight. Well, if I get to tonight and that isn't what's feeling good, why would I hold myself to that? That's just being mean to myself in a totally different way during this self-care time. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I have all of these options that do help me wind down and then I get to identify, okay, what do I really need? As someone who does tend to write things down, here's what I'm going to do later today. 
and I don't follow it, then I get into that, you know, perfectionist mentality. I didn't do this. This is what I said I was going to do. How do you reframe it? So it's, it's okay that I'm not doing that. I'll do this instead. That is a great question. And I can so relate. That is what I feel like I've been the majority of my life is I make this list. If I don't complete this list, I am not, I did not do today correctly. Mm -hmm. I think the mindset shift has to be zoomed out from there to where your version of doing things is your version of self-care and there's nothing wrong with it. I so understand the hold of the checklist and the benefits of the checklist. I still use lists and planning constantly. It's more beneficial for my overall well-being and mental health to say, okay, well, what what do you need right now? Was that something where you just started checking in with yourself or you decided, okay, I need to be more flexible? Was it like the next day that everything was fine or do you still struggle with it? <laughs> Duh, Abby. Of course I picked it up immediately. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, I could do it two days in a row. And then by the third day, I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Get going. It's time. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, there is a certain amount of like, okay, you've been quote unquote needing rest for the last three days. Something else is going on here. Then you shouldn't be this needful of rest um, most of the time. And that's when you have to have that honest conversation with yourself too. Like, What else is going on? Do you hate this workout? Because you should find movement that you enjoy instead, instead of forcing yourself through this. Or are you feeling too physically sore? Or what else is happening here? But to answer your question, no, gosh, no, this is continually ongoing. I heard or read somewhere, so I apologize to whoever I'm stealing this from, but using busyness as a proxy for productivity. That's where I was getting with my checklist. Like, yes, I did the laundry. I cleaned up the kitchen. I made some bread. Was I productive towards any of my bigger goals or was I just busy throughout the day? Mm -hmm. I feel like I just got punched in the throat. (laughs) I have been hands and kneesing my floor. My new little buddy calls me some Cinderella sometimes or Abirella. It's because I'm procrastinating or avoiding doing something else. I'll do 200 different activities. If the laundry doesn't get folded as soon as it comes out of the dryer, no one is going to know. They're going to know. No one. That's exactly what it is. I'm using these little busy activities so that I don't feel so poorly about not accomplishing things that are moving me in a forward direction towards career success or otherwise. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Thanks for calling that out, Carrie. <laughs> you thought you were checking in with me and instead I'm just throwing shit oh at you. Oh my God. <laughs> So this has been fun. I'll see you later. All right, fine. Because I really am passionate about Mel Robbins and I wanted to talk about this anyway. I listened to and I posted on my Instagram because I was so excited about it. This episode about how you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So you procrastinate so that you stay in that familiar feeling. Stressed out feeling. Yes, because somehow we have gotten to the point where being comfortable is not what we want. Like being actually content is not what we want. Our comfort level is in the stress and chaos and yeah. Yeah, just living in fight or flight has become so normal. Procrastination is the freeze part of fight, flight, or freeze. And that is us freezing because we desperately want to feel good. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do the thing that is feels hard or feels stressful, whatever we're procrastinating for whatever reason, we don't want to do that thing. We just want to feel good. But that's why we spend three hours scrolling on social media or just binge watching Shit's Creek for the 17th time because 
it feels good. It allows us to escape and avoid whatever doesn't make us feel good. What did you learn from that episode or from our conversation today that can help you in those moments of procrastination, Abby? Something really powerful that I have on a little sticky note right here, actually, I'm not lying. (laughs) (laughs) She was asking, what does future me want me to do right now? And I have been since then just kind of forcing myself to repeat that over and over so when i'm standing in the shower before bed i like going to bed and i will just stand in the shower and solve every conversation i've ever had in my whole life and i win Mm -hmm. it i have to say i'm 100 (laughs) percent success shower shower conversation and so i'll say okay what does future me want me to do right now go to bed or what does future me want me put your phone down And I've just been asking myself that for a few days and it really has made a difference. Something else that Mel Robbins created, I guess, and has a book about is her five second rule. Mm -hmm. So that's been something too. So what does future me want me to do right now? And I'll just use the, I'll use getting out of bed. Future me wants to get up at 5.30 in the morning and have a kick-ass morning routine. So if I wake up and I say, what does future me want me to do right now? And it'd be get up and start my day. So I'll count backwards from five and I'm out of bed. So what does future me want to start a morning routine to get up, become better at that? Okay, five, four, three, two, one, covers are off and I'm out of bed. I used five, four, three, two, one to get out of bed this morning. (laughs) I did too. Always just about little shit, which pisses me off, but also makes me excited. (laughs) because it's never that difficult. I feel that overwhelmed though, you know, from all of the little things adding up, it's like my brain, I need to focus on this, but this also is important. Oh, and Uh, this just came up. I need to respond to that. You do not need to beat yourself up about that period. But I don't think that it is as easy as, okay, well, just think about your future self and there you go. You're going to (laughs) be perfectly fine. Shit comes up, man, and pulls our attention away. Tell us more about that because I really do feel like a lot of us can relate to that. I'm glad to hear people can relate, but I'm also really sorry that people can relate (laughs) because it's so frustrating. I go into my day, okay, I want to accomplish this or I want to work on that. And as I get started, so for instance, I am starting a business venture. I can find myself going down a rabbit hole of, okay, well, then I need business insurance. But first I should design my logo. Do I have the domain name? I should make sure that I have this available. Everything feels so important and feels like, well, I have to do that before I can do this, Mm -hmm. but I need to do this before I can do this. And I get quickly overwhelmed and then just walk away entirely. I don't know where to start. It all needs to be done right now. So I'll just do nothing at all. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's logical. Typically, I would love to hear how you handle this. I typically either meditate and or journal. When I feel my brain start to spiraling, that's the time that I need to just bring it in. And journaling allows me to just word vomit okay, I feel like I need to do this, but I also need to do this. But what's most important to me? What am I really trying to accomplish? And it helps me have that conversation on page. Okay. Meditation helps me still myself. So it's just, yep, I'm having that thought and it's okay. I'm going to let that go. And it helps bring my nervous system back into regulated space. Those are my two forms of trying to organize my mind. What do you typically do when you get pulled in every direction? As soon as you said something about you want to hear what I am like, you do not want to hear what I (laughs) I don't have coping skills in that realm. That's the chatter. And then there's like two songs and worrying about what I'm going to eat going on mixed in there. So I'm really, 
I, I can't even answer that. A question that I have for you is when you are meditating or journaling, do you come up with a solution or is it more just kind of to regulate your nervous system and get into a space where it's like, okay, here is something I could do to move forward? I almost always come up with a solution when it comes to journaling. I don't know if that's just the best way for me to talk to myself, but I find it really productive. And I ask myself very direct questions like, what do you actually want right now? Or who are you trying to help? Just write out some ideas of who this future customer base is going to be for you and what you want to offer them. What are you trying to accomplish here? Figure out those really big questions. And then usually it's like, okay, that's what I'm focused on. This is what's important. The next step I need to take then is clearly this, and it just becomes easier for me to process. The meditation is what comes in to slow me down, let me breathe so that I can fully process and apply myself. I can't go from crazy, crazy, crazy to action without that space in between of I'm doing this intentionally. Now I'm ready to work on this. What are some things that people who maybe aren't interested in journaling or meditation or don't have access to those things or don't feel comfortable with it, what other things can we do? Mel helped you find the question that resonated with you. What does my future self want? And asking yourself, what does your future self want is where I started too. And it became, okay, yep. Now that I have a good idea of what my future self wants, I'm more able to ask what my present self needs. You keep hearing about, well, just take a deep breath, move forward. And it's become so saturated everywhere that it's Mm -hmm. so easy to ignore now. Our breath is with us every step of our life. Like, Use it. Tell your body you're safe. Now I'm ready to ask myself this question and work from a place of safety. Maybe you're a little bit different because you are slightly bore. Just say it. (laughs) You are neurodivergent. But your brain moves at a different pace than mine, certainly. Your answer is going to be different. But what makes you feel calm? What gets you ready? When you're starting to feel overwhelmed, do you notice what's going on in your brain or do you notice it in your body first? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I notice it in my mind First, I notice the thought patterns of, oh my God, you have so much to do and you're not doing anything. Why are you not doing anything? You're just wasting this time. And that's when I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm tense. I can feel my shoulders up, but mm-hmm. thank you for bringing attention to that. I notice it in my mind first. And then it's very clear that my body has been in that space of tension as well. So paying attention to what's happening on the inside of your body really is where I would like to be starting. Yeah, it just would be interesting to think, okay, I can feel myself starting to get overwhelmed. I know what happens next. Yes. I feel that tension building. I feel that heat building. I'm on my way to completely avoiding everything and going outside by myself for a walk. Yeah, just something, you know, more shit for us to work on and think about and overwhelm ourselves with, which is good. What I will say I notice about my body in those moments is I am typically literally in circles. So Mm -hmm. I'm on one side of my house and I pick something up. I need to go do this. Oh, but first I should go take Oski out. Ah, I got to go grab my hat for that then. So when I notice I'm pacing and I keep picking up one thing from every room, I'm like, all right, body, what are you, where are we at right now? Yes. (laughs) Again, like you said earlier, I'm happy to hear you say that, but also sad. I feel so overwhelmed that then nothing gets accomplished. It's just that literal spiraling, walking around. What were you going to say that I interrupted? Do you check in with yourself again or how do you... Andy's voice comes at me. Andy works in an ER. 
Um, and he is the lead in his department. And he often tells his staff, as well as me, we can only do one thing at a time. So I only let myself do one thing at a time, but it's Andy's voice. That's really in my head in those moments. And I have to say, okay, I'm grabbing my hat. Now I can go take Oski out. When I get back in the house, I'm going to go do this one thing. And I just know the next one thing I'm going to do, you know, and that helps focus me. And even if it's not the exact right order, which I think is what's really happening here in my mind, like I need to do things Mm -hmm. in the proper order. Otherwise they don't count. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know, you know, I know, you know, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But I can only do one thing at a time. What's the next single task. There's nothing else after that right now. Holy shit. I just wrote (laughs) down. I had to mute myself and write down. We can only do one thing at a time. Be there now. (laughs) Do that one thing at that time. <laughs> See, and the other issue is with lists going back a little ways. Um, I make out my list of everything I need to do that day. And no matter how many times this lesson needs to present itself to me, I am refusing to learn it that everything takes longer than I think it will. Oh, yeah. From editing this podcast to back in graduate school when I was like, I have two hours. I can write that paper. This 15-minute task will only take me 15 minutes. But first, I have to get dressed for it, send these. And by the time that's done, it's been an hour. It's a good idea for a couple of days to time normal tasks that you do. So set a timer on your phone. This is how long my normal brush my teeth, shower, skincare routine takes. This is my normal getting ready for a date. This is my normal unloading the dishwasher, reloading the dishwasher and cleaning up. So then when you have something, let's say at two o'clock and it's one o'clock, you know, okay, yes, I can have time for that. Or I know because I'll be cutting it too close. I love that because that's another reason we freeze. Another reason I freeze. I have something in 30 minutes I can't possibly do anything with the next 30 minutes then, you know, and I waste that time because I'm just waiting. Mm -hmm. And what am I waiting for? Every moment is a moment to be lived. So like, what am I delaying for? I like that. If I know how long things usually take me on average, then I can say, no, I have time to do this quick. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you know, I'm on that opposite end where I'm like, I have 30 minutes. That's enough time for me to clean my car, take the dog for a walk, take a shower, make a four (laughs) course meal, have somebody over and, you know, and then I'm late for everything. And it just makes it look like, okay, I'm just late or I'm lazy and I'm late. And it's like, wow, in that 30 minutes, I did more than I have in the last two weeks. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm chronically early because I panic and don't do anything in that time. Yeah. Mine's just that, like you called out earlier, mine's just busyness. It's just, I have 30 minutes. What can I get done? And none of it is important. Hardly ever. It's like that pressure drives me to do more. And that goes back to that Mel Robbins shit we were talking about about earlier. Yeah. Where it's like you get so comfortable thriving in an unhealthy Uh dysregulation that it's just go time only when it shouldn't be (laughs) go time. Yeah. When I've talked to um, people I've worked with who are self-proclaimed procrastinators, they say, I do better under pressure. Mm -hmm. So I wait until it's crunch time because that's when I do my best work. And, you know, everybody's individual. I'm not going to say, well, you're wrong about how you operate. No, <laughs> but we are. I am one of those and we are very wrong. <laughs> I think it's worth considering that you have gotten used to stress, like you're saying, yeah. as the comfort zone. And would it be beneficial 
to not be in that state of stress for yourself, even if that is your comfort zone or how you get the most work done. If you're like me and you feel like you work better under pressure, stop telling yourself that. You've just created that life for yourself where you're forcing yourself to do well. What do you tell yourself instead then? I would say the more time you have, the better just chip away at it and then you can get out of that. It's just like comfortable chaos. If people that are that way, me, can learn to slow down, I think things would be done a lot more neatly mm. to more timely. There'd be a lot less stress. I. I just feel like I'm rushing all the time and I'm right. still late for everything. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for solving all my problems today. <laughs> I don't know that we solved much, but this has been a good conversation Talked about it with everything that we know we're working on and experiencing. What are you wanting to either set a goal or what is your intention for the next couple weeks for yourself? I'm going to stop pressuring myself so much, not telling myself negative things or feeling poorly about myself because I don't knock off everything on my list. What does my future me want for me to be Carrie? So <laughs> how, can I, how can I do that? Oh, I think you might regret that at some point, but um... maybe it's let's focus on one thing and make being on time the priority versus cramming 200 things in. Because like I said, I live by, it's not like I have to have all of those things done before I go right. do something. And it's that keeping busy so I feel productive. How about you? Yes, definitely want to keep that bedtime time for myself, that wind down time. I just think other than that, I need to continue checking in with myself. And I love that you brought up if I feel it in my body or my mind first. I've noticed the thoughts, but what is my body and how can I become maybe a little bit more aware of that more quickly. And you mentioned the three deep breaths or asking yourself, okay, what do I actually need? And are those things that you feel maybe that heat rising or your mm -hmm. shoulders coming up, whatever it is for you, are those the two things that you think you'll turn to or how, how are you anticipating handling that once you do start noticing it? If I am flexible and at home, that becomes the meditation journaling. Absolutely. If I am out in the world and having to deal in the moment for me, it becomes, I do a pull my shoulders up to my ears, roll them back and down on an exhale. But I have to have those breaths. You're absolutely yeah. right. I have to just do that shoulder roll with my inhale, exhale. It's always so great to be coached and to coach another coach. How many times can I say coach? <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed it. We love you. Keep listening to just, us. That's all you have to do. Honestly, if you don't do anything else for the rest of your life, just keep listening to our podcast. Reach out in any capacity. We really do love you so much. You're important and you're worthy and you're amazing. So we'll catch you next time, friendos. We'll be here. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. <laughs>